I'm doing very, very well despite this crazy heat. I am alive. I have 10 toes, mm -hmm. 10 fingers, two eyes, and two butts. Two buttholes as well. Yes. You know, I grew up with a guy, uh, went to junior high with him that had webbed toes. That is disgusting. Yeah. Did they call him Webby? No. Um, but we called him Stupid Flipper Boy. Okay. Well, I knew a guy that was in cross country that could lactate. What? He could squeeze his nipples and then milk would come out. For real? Yeah, for real. It was pretty fucking weird. He showed us for the first time. He goes, you want to see something? And he squeezed his nipples and fucking milk came out. What? I, I guess like a small percentage of men can do that and he could do it at any given time. I'm pretty sure he could still do it now. I knew a girl in high school that could queef on command. <laughs> Are you serious? It was like her little party trick. Like, we'd all be hanging out. And we'd be like, yo, do it. Do it. She's like, oh, my God. Okay. So she would, like, get on her back, and uh -huh. she would kind of arch her legs and back up, and you would hear, like, a into her cooch, and it would go. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Yeah. So she would suck a little bit of air into her cooch and just it out. I didn't know a vagina could just suck in air on its own. Yeah. She was. I didn't know until her. And we'd be like, do it, do it, do it. She's like, oh, my God. Okay. Who did she tell? And then what, what the fuck? Why was she just, hey, you want to see what I can do? It was just one of those, you know, you become close enough friends, you start just queefing in front of each other. That's fucking hilarious, dude. She also just like farting, too. She was a <laughs> farty, queefy girl. <laughs> was she hot? Uh, yeah, she was. She was hot. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. She's a catch. <laughs> That's a catch right there. <laughs> That's a catch. Personality and looks. And doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, she was great. That was like one of my like good homegirls. <gasps> she married? Um, yes, with children. Oh, and they just she started queefing him out. <laughs> did you ever watch Married with Children? Yes, I did. Uh I to this day, I think you know, I think I might blame Married with Children for being such a just a sex addict. <laughs> <laughs> what what was her name? Christina Applegate. Kelly. Oh, dude, she is so, she was, I didn't even like white girls like that. She was hot. Kelly Bundy was probably my first real introduction, probably married with children in general, like introduction to being like, ooh, uh, attractive, white, blonde women's, you know? Because, uh, you know, I feel like we kind of grew up watching a lot of like black sitcoms, you know, mm -hmm. Ashley Banks, uh, um, Myra Monkhouse. That was, that was uh, Steve Urkel's. I know. <laughs> But it wasn't Myra Bunkhouse. <laughs> I mean, Laura Laura was the one he was going after, but Myra was the hot one, dog. Myra was cute. Um, I feel like, but you know, she died of cancer. Myra died super young. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so sad. Very sad. What? Because she was so pretty. So she died in her like twenties or thirties. I, I want to say like I just remember even being super young and knowing that she had died. Yeah. Damn, dudes. Nothing is ever fucking guaranteed, man. Nothing is guaranteed. That's how I try to fucking live my life, dog. I tell people all the time, whenever they're like, yo, how do you stay so positive? I tell them, guys, I remind myself constantly that you can literally die at any point in time. So <sighs> why waste time dwelling on the negativity and the bullshit? You know? I don't know, man. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes the bullshit be hella funny, though. <laughs> it, it's okay if it's funny. Oh, yeah. Dwell on that shit if it's funny, because if you laugh, that's just another thing to enjoy in life, right? I'd definitely be talking. You know, look, I'd I be talking some shit to the homies. Mm -hmm. We make fun of a lot of people. I have to tell Rick all the time, are we haters for feeling these things? And Rick is like, I think we are. And that's okay, because it's hella funny. And we laugh. I don't. The negativity doesn't leave our little circle, though. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk our shit, we laugh, and then... But we at, spread positivity. But after though. that, I'm like, look, man, who, do whatever the fuck you want, everybody. But with Rick, yeah, I'm probably going to send your post to him and be like, look at this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> See, my problem is, is that I keep it here, and I also spread it out. Because <laughs> it's like, that's like the hardest thing for me to do. I always feel really weird when... Let's say, for example, and everybody knows this about me. It's like, if I, 
it's not like if I'm making fun of something because it's funny, but mm. if I dislike somebody mm-hmm. and I said this about them to somebody else, they're like, they won't say it to my face. It's like, oh no, David will say it to your face. Probably. A hundred percent. It's mm-hmm. going to be 10 times worse. It's okay, man. Look, you are the yin to my yang. Uh, with your extreme negativity comes my extreme blind positivity, okay? <laughs> and we balance each other out. And and that's why we need each other. You are a very, 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 very positive guy. You can literally find any type of light in any darkness, and I don't understand it. I just would <laughs> rather do that than not do that, okay? I feel like this, right? Especially when it comes to things that we can't change. It's like I can either be upset about it or I can take it for what it is and try to just suck the goodness out of it. You know what's funny? I, I am, I'm actually a very uh, timid and scared person. Okay. Right? And if, if, if anybody asked me, like, oh, would you get into a fight? The answer is absolutely not. Like, right. I'm fucking scared shitless. I, I'll run the fuck away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we, when we talk shit out, this is whatever. This is in real life. Somebody's going to I'm not going to do anything. Right? <laughs> Come on, guys. Really? <laughs> but then I was telling this to uh, Mariel and she goes, well, she goes, I think that's how you are now because of who you've grown to be. Mm. But when you get angry, you forget and it just disappears. Mm. And she reminded me of the story where I I forgot about the story where I was in this. This all happened within a span of like a month. And I remember because I went to Sacramento for like three weeks and I just shut off my phone because I didn't want to be in L.A. I didn't want to deal with all these people. Mm. And I think just being in Los Angeles, because there's so many fucking people, so many things can happen. Mm. So if you just kind of keep to yourself, you stay at home, everything's cool. Mm. But when you're in a packed fucking city, Mm -hmm. some shit's going to happen. It just is what it is. Mm -hmm. Right. So. This she gave me an example of like how normally like I'm very non-confrontational, but and I'm always really really nice. So I was in Little Tokyo inside this uh, parking lot, and there was this orange Mini Cooper that was parked next to me. But I'm really fat, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so yeah. my fat belly hit my door, uh-huh. and then it, and it tapped the guy's car, mm. and the guy was sitting in there. I'm like, oh shit! I come out, I look at the car. There's a little dent. Mm. He comes out just fucking screaming at me mm. and I forgot about this shit and then Mary and I were talking about this in the car when we went to the beach last, when we went to the beach last week mm. and she's he was screaming at my face and I'm so I feel bad because I hit his car because mm. I'm the one at fault here mm-hmm. so I was like hey I'm sorry I apologize man like listen like my stomach hit the door yeah. and it flung open I'll, it's a small dent Here's my contact. You can go through insurance if you want, or I could just pay for it up front, mm-hmm. whichever way you want. And he's screaming so much. I mean, he's like spitting in my face. Mm. And he's like an, like an inch away from my face. Mm-hmm. And I'm already going the nice route. And then Mariel just saw me the week before mm-hmm. almost get into a fight with somebody. And she knows like at first my approach is like very, very kind. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still a church boy. You're supposed to be very, very nice. Right, right, right. The guy's screaming at me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay. I need you to back up. Listen, I'll pay for it. He goes, no, fuck you. And he's just putting his finger in my face. And then it just went from, I'll pay for it to, I'm going to fuck you up. Let's go up. Let's go right here. And <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. I step outside. I'm like, hurry up. Let's go. And he's like pausing. And I'm like, she said I was screaming at the top of my lungs. Oh, and God. I took off my shoes and shit. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, it's just easier to grip. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And so I just, because I, I like Jordan's on or some shit. So I just took that shit off. I ain't going to scuff my shoes. You crazy? <laughs> and so I'm like, let's fucking go. And then his his lady comes out the car mm. and she's like, okay, this is a big misunderstanding. I'm so fucking angry. I'm like, you get your fucking ass back and I'll fuck you up too. I'll tell the lady <laughs> yeah, I'm, a fuck. Yeah. I'm so fucking mad. I don't know what's going on. And this guy suddenly becomes hyper apologetic. Of course. But it's like, dude, you fucking spit in my face. Yeah, and you drive an orange Mini Cooper. Exactly, like chill. (laughs) Here's the dumb part, right? And so afterwards, he's super fucking quiet because now I'm in his face Mm -hmm. telling him to fucking walk out here so I can fuck him up because he's in between the cars. Mm. So he, I can't swing at him. Mm. So I'm like, no, step out so we can fucking scrap because you're the one spitting in my face. Yeah. And then Mario's like, oh shit, what's gonna happen? (laughs) He he relaxes, I was like, listen, Here's my fucking contact. Mm-hmm. Go get it appraised, and I'll pay for everything. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's literally like a minor. Mm-hmm. It's like a hundred bucks. So that same day, he gets it appraised, sends it over. I look at the thing. I send him the money. It was like a little under two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Cool. He calls me up, mm. and he goes, "You're a fucking piece of shit." What? So he goes, "You didn't send me the fucking money." Blah 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 blah. And I and I'm sitting on the phone. I'm getting mad now, and I'm like. 
did you fucking check your fucking bank, you dumb fuck? I'm like screaming at him, right? Yeah. And he's and I'm telling him because at the, at the, if you first zell somebody, you have to accept it, Mm-mm. and then it goes in. He okay. didn't accept it. So I sent it immediately. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, I'm so sorry. And I literally said to him on the phone, I was like, I have your fucking ID. I know your address. I know where the fuck you live. <laughs> Are you fucking out of your mind? I could fucking kill you if I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. And the guy's like, I'm so sorry. I don't want any problems. I'm like, dog, you need, you need, you have anger problems, dude. <laughs> You're <laughs> telling him? <laughs> yeah. I was like, you have anger problems. Like, I sent you the money. I'm doing everything right. And you're still acting like you want to fight me. I said, at any fucking time, you can get it. And afterwards, after it's over, I'm just, I'm like, oh, my God, I could have gotten into a fight. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know what? I think maybe it's because I'm a Pisces. But I <laughs> I immediately, when someone has that type of issues, like angry so fast, I immediately am like, did he not get hugged as a child? <laughs> Did his mother never say, I love you? <laughs> I just feel bad for him, you know? I think with him, too, when I when I look at it and I look back, I think he's so used to being, because he was bigger than me. Mm. I think he's used to being the bigger, tough guy that mm. people don't say something back to him. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not a small guy either. He was maybe like an inch taller than me, and he was like another bigger Asian dude. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is an even fight. If mm-hmm. we fight, nobody's going to give me shit that I beat up somebody smaller than me. So mm-hmm. I'm like, let's fucking go. I was fat. He was fat. It's going to look like a sumo match. Oh, fun. You know? <laughs> and so we both started taking off our clothes. <laughs> I start cutting my boxers. Oh, that's why you took your shoes off. You're yeah. getting ready. Oh, I know this one. <laughs> I started tying my hair up. Oh my god. <laughs> you ready for this? <laughs> I remember one time at Cal State Long Beach, I just wasn't paying attention when like the the parking structures always used to be so packed, right? And as I was leaving, it was this dude in a new big ass like little like a big ass black truck, a pickup truck. And I kind of just like like slowly like accidentally just kind of like went like like just but just tapped his shit in the parking lot because i wasn't paying attention right he's livid because he feels like i just fucking probably scraped up his new shit right he gets out of the car pissed and i'm like i'm like oh man my bad bro i wasn't paying attention he's like he's like i know that pull your whack shit over right i was in like a little fucking my little dumpy gold corolla oh my god he's like pull your whack shit over um and this was like a bro, you know what I'm saying? Black backwards hat, black fucking oh, dicky shorts. <laughs> Little Kyle Rittenhouse. Well, like even more, just broed out, you know what I'm saying? So he pulls over and then he goes and then he sees that there's no damage on his shit at all. My shit got a little dent in there. Yeah. Right. And then like the only thing that was like the little light that was above his license plate was dangling. Mm-hmm. He looks at it and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry, I lost my cool, I'm sorry. But his girl that was in the truck was so fucking disgusted by his behavior. He got back in the car, she got out of the car, stormed off. Oh my God. Yeah, and I was like, wow, well, that's what you get, stupid idiot. Especially because you weren't, you know, you were apologetic. Yeah, immediately. chewing you out. It's like, damn, what the fuck's your problem? Yeah, bro, he was going off, and his chick was like, ugh, what is wrong with you? That's weird, though, like... You know what's the other opposite, too, that I really didn't like? Um, have you ever dated a girl that would just be so confrontational and then put your fucking shit in danger? Oh, thank God. No, never. Dog, <laughs> one person that I was w- with like that, and that shit scared me because mm. it's like, <laughs> what makes you think I could do something? Because mm-hmm. we were, so there was uh, these 18 and over clubs that we used to go. I was like 19 at the time. Love those when I was that age. And they were just super fun. Mm-hmm. This girl, hot, spicy Latina. <laughs> Just would I don't know what it is, but I don't know why she would always. It wasn't always because it only happened twice. And after that, I was I can't do with this mm-hmm. shit, right? And also, maybe it was because maybe I was fronting like I was a little harder than I actually was. That mm-hmm. she actually thought that I could do something. And you were sexually frustrated because she hadn't called you papi in bed yet. Uh, oh, I wish <laughs> I would have protected her all the time. <laughs> but you know, they would always like. And you, I'm pretty sure if you guys have been with somebody like this, whether it's a guy or a girl, that for some reason they feel like they could just start talking shit and then you're supposed to protect you mm-hmm. so how about you just not start shit mm-hmm. right because i'm not trying to fight anybody right if if i can prevent it i'm not doing shit i will walk the other fucking way mm-hmm. unless like my life is in fucking danger which 99 percent of the time it's not gonna happen right they can call you a bitch and a pussy you could just be like okay yeah cool and man then, and then just walk away mm-hmm. what's gonna happen I think, you know, she probably was just getting off on it. She wants you to be her protector, you know? Well, I sacrificed her like a lamb. I was like, here, (laughs) you have a problem with her. Take her, you stupid idiot. Bro, there was one time, I don't think I've ever told this story. Um, I'm literally walking with Chia and the baby. This is when Veda was still pretty young. I was wearing her on my chest. 
and with a bulletproof vest. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and well, Chia like felt this car kind of rolling up, a little janky little car rolling up next to us, and I thought it was a fan. You know what I'm saying? I see in my periphery, I'm trying not to really stare because I'm like, oh, he's about to ask for a picture, say what's up, whatever, right? And so this dude is staring, and he's like, "Hey, you look like them. You look like them Asian dudes that be racing in Fontana." And I'm like. What? I have a baby on my chest. Yeah. He's like, you look like them Asian dudes that be racing in Fontana. Yeah, I smoke those fool too. Yeah, you know, I'll be, I be fucking them up. I'm like, like just beating them in the races, I guess. I'm like, okay, cool, right? But he's coming at me mad aggressive, dog. I'm wearing the fucking baby on my chest. And then he starts like, He's like, what is he saying, bro? He's a crazy person. He was like, he was like, stay out of my area, stay out of my area, go back to Fontana. He was like, you look like them Asian dudes that be saying the N word too, huh? That's you, huh? I'm like. First of all, I've never raced a car in my life. I'm trying to yell at yeah. him, right? But I'm trying to also, like, he's giving me this mad negative energy. So I'm, like, you know, I'm kind of, like, giving that energy back. So I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, that's not me. That's not me, bro. I'm, you're mistaken, right? But he's not even hearing me, right? Oh, he's nuts. Yeah. So he's literally, and literally the red turn, the light is, like, green now, and he's just not going. There's cars behind him fucking waiting. This guy's screaming at me. And then um, I'm, like... Am I about to? Is it, I can't believe this person's yelling at me with my baby on my chest. You oh, know what I'm saying? Were you scared he had a gun or something? Well, Chia was. Chia really thought he was about to fucking like pull a gun out, and I'm like, baby, he, I don't, I don't think he was gonna shoot me. I think he was just, for, he was pissed for whatever reason. Maybe some Asian dude beat him in a race and took his money. I don't know, but Probably. he's fucking screaming at me. And finally, I'm like, I'm like, ah. Then he finally just drove off. You know what I'm saying? But he was still like yelling as he drove off. What if he like drove off three minutes later? He goes, it was the wrong guy. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. I know, right? <laughs> he pulls back around to like apologize, and then me and she had ducked behind a bench or some shit because <laughs> we think he has a gun, and he's like, I just wanted to say sorry. <laughs> There's a lot of Asian hate going around, and I just added to the problem. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be like, I don't say the N word, by the way. <laughs> just so you know, buddy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Um, so that's probably like. The most recent time I even ever like got into any type of aggressive Have altercation. Have you ever had a gun pulled on you? No. It's, it's like literally one of the scariest things that you'll ever feel. Like everything moves in slow fucking motion. Because mm. I'm not sure if I told on this, but I did, I think. But either way, like the first time I had a gun pulled on me, I just remember in my head. <laughs> this is how stupid I am. I'm like thinking in my head, all right, this is. I thought I legit did this where the guy pulled this gun out and I moved out the way and I just fucking dipped and I rolled or some shit. Okay. In reality, all I did was this. <gasps> I just stood there. God. And you just see everything slow down. Because mm -hmm. I don't know what it is if it's like a human, natural human reaction for you to see things slow because you're trying to, I don't know, dodge things like you're in the Matrix or yeah. some shit. But I just fucking froze. Did your life flash before your eyes? Yes, and it was very sad. I did nothing. I was like, I should have had more pussy. <laughs> it's like, he pulls a gun on you, and you just see yourself fucking eating chips. <laughs> oh, it's a montage of you eating different chips. <laughs> it's, the, it's the best moment of my life. It's the first time I opened up a sour cream and ruffles. <laughs> I just go, oh my God, this is delicious. And then you're in heaven. <laughs> I should have had more pussy. <laughs> Well, we're going to talk about chips and pussy right after this break. Hey, y'all, it's Tim. And David. And if you want to listen to Dudes Behind the Foods without ads, now you can. Just go to dudesbehindthefoods.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting our show too. That's dudesbehindthefoods.supercast.com. Thanks. Yeah, but seriously, like guns, you know, when you grow up in a bad neighborhood, like that's, you just see these things. Like, I remember I, the first time I ever got a gun, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I got this gun because a homie of mine gave it to me and he's like, you're going to need this. Mm. I'm like, need this for what? Dude? Yeah, yeah. I just remember grabbing the gun. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just held it the most 
bitch way box. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, but you're, you're holding it like this with the fucking thing towards you? <laughs> towards me. I'm like, all right, guys. I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. There's this, uh, speaking of backwards guns, um, you saw it. I put on my story when me and Shia went to go uh, play like VR, like a VR shooting thing. And we're all like posing. It was me and her cousins and Chia. And we're posing like looking badass with our little virtual guns. And then she uses backwards. <laughs> That's my favorite fucking photo of all time. When I saw that, that shit made me cry laughing, dude. Just because of how serious her face was. Yeah, she's like mean mugging. <laughs> what a fucking loser. Oh, shit. <laughs> she had it all back. She was like, yeah, bitch. Yeah, shoot yourself in the chest. What the fuck? Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. You're... That's my wife you're talking about, okay? She is not a loser. You hear me? She's special. She married into a winner family, all right? So she's good now. She brought you down a couple notches. <laughs> that shit is literally shit that you would see at a sitcom or something. It's, uh, you know, I tell you, man, she is a quirky girl. <laughs> she's definitely quirky. How does she think that that was the front of the gun? That made me die laughing. She's not a violent person. Oh, and my. you know what? I Here's the thing about Chia, too, is I always have to remember sometimes. I feel like I've talked about this. Because uh, she is so, you know, look, like she doesn't give a shit about a lot of things. She's, she seems very unfazed. I call her the unbothered queen. Um, just not, she's like very like, look, I don't care. Right. So I forget that deep down, she's also a very sensitive person, um, even though like, you know, most of the time, not a lot of things bother her. But when things bother her, they do bother her. Right. So sometimes, you know, I'll be arguing with her and I'll just be like, Ugh, you know, like I for whatever reason, I'll forget that she's sensitive and I'll just like. Maybe I have a little more attitude or I'll say something. And then I turn around and she's crying. I'm like, what happened? What did I do? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What happened? I'm the bothered queen today. <laughs> she's just like, sometimes when you say things, I was like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, but sometimes if I told you, I don't even know what I said. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, um, I have to remind myself, oh, she's sensitive like me. Yeah. Mariel is very, very, very sensitive. Mm. So like, she picked the wrong person to be with. A hundred percent. She picked the wrong person to be with. <laughs> well, don't don't keep saying that. She's like, gonna she's well, gonna believe you. Well, 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 the free ticket, huh? <laughs> but she. So we went to um. We had our uh, eight year anniversary and we went on a trip. <clears throat> and Where did you go? We went to Santa Barbara. Oh, we cool! Beach hopping. We did all the. We saw the sunset. We did all the cute little cool stuff. Adorable. She and I are so fucking different, mm. and like we don't get into big arguments anymore. Like we kind of just more bicker. Right, mm. we just—it's it's weird because when we bicker, we also flirt like that. Right? Mm. It's how—it's mm. how we've always been since we met each other, and mm. I think that was like the part that was really funny. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's hard to see when that bickering is real or not, mm. right? Because you do it so much, and part of it's the way you flirt, the way you have fun. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just don't know when they're in a bad mood. Mm -hmm. And so, we had a whole conversation because after we got into this little bickering argument, I'm like, I don't know how we ended up together. You and I are so fucking different. <laughs> like we're the polar opposite she's somebody who is very considerate about how people feel mm -hmm. um she's she's not as like candid as i am mm -hmm. like she'll like to figure her way around things like for example she'll always talk to me about maybe some people that she has an issue with and then i just don't understand how she solves these problems because mm -hmm. i solve it by saying hey what the fuck are you doing mm -hmm. like this bothers me don't do that shit mm -hmm. and then we hash it out she's more like let me figure out a way mm. to work around so they don't end up being hurt and then I can, you know, mm. I don't have that. I'm more like, this bothers me. Don't do that, please. Well, you married someone just like me. It makes sense. You love me. <laughs> <laughs> and Mary too, she's like, you're going to hang out with your new fucking boyfriend? <laughs> you guys going to go out to San Diego and have a fun trip? What, are you jealous because I can make him laugh like you never could? <laughs> She's crying, petting our dog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes sense, though. You know, opposites attract, they do say. You, you, you guys balance each other out, you know? We really do. Yeah. She's hyper-organized. Mm -hmm. I'm a fucking disaster. Samesies. Uh, Chia's is probably the most organized person I know. I'm talking about make a list for everything, checklist. Everything is, like, in its own order. She always, she's always fucking telling me this. And this is, I tell her all the time, the things that I feel are going to make her and which do make her an amazing mom, when she's not a mom, mildly annoying. Um, like, she always says, ever since the beginning of our relationship, I'll be like, babe, where did I put my... He's like, she's like, it's in the blah, blah, blah. Everything has a place. Remember, everything has a place. And I'm like... 
I know that, but I didn't put it there this time, so help me find it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't say stuff I already know. <laughs> I'm aware of that, but it's not there this time, so I'm, shut up. I'm going to fart in your mouth when you sleep at 7 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> she sleeps so early. She's just tired. Veda's beginning to run around everywhere. Veda's energy is literally like, I don't know, man. I don't know if if Chia's breast milk has like uh, Red Bull in it or what. No, she's not even breastfeeding anymore. <laughs> but Veda has fucking energy, dog. And she wants to do everything now, you know? Like literally we leave the house. Like we're outside the house majority of the day now because we bought her some chalk that she paints on, that she draws on the wall with. We bought her some paint. She fucking paints. We got her turf back there, so she's running around. Oh, it's a lot. You know what I like, though? Like, I, I'll say this. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people that I know or that are in my periphery, they're having kids, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like you and also, like, Bart and Gio, you kind of allow, like, your, you know, Veda to be a kid. Mm-hmm. She still looks like a kid. She, you know, plays with toys. She runs around, does all this <laughs> stuff. I've seen a few people that I know too, and they always get shit from like all of our, you know, we're in a small group of friends. Like they're trying to turn their kids into like Instagram models. And like their life is so, because their home is like a monochromatic, mm. like the shit that they give their kids is monochromatic. It's oh. like, bro, these are fucking kids, man. Mm-hmm. Like they're not like Zara models. And they have like their kid in skinny jeans and like one and a half years old. It's like, you, what the fuck are you doing? Like these kids are going to get made fun of. And they're going to get destroyed. But and then you see their other kids and the other counterparts. They're you know they have like the fun colors that they want to choose and yeah. wear and stuff like that. And I wonder too if like giving your kids like monochromatic stuff is gonna fuck up their development because aren't you supposed to give them like color shit? I don't know how exactly that works, um, but I do really think it's important to even at this baby age of like one and a half. I, I like when Veda expresses that she's choosing something. You know what I'm saying? Um, like the other day, we took some pictures of it too. Um, she really wanted to wear two different shoes, so I was like, "You know what, baby? Do it. Do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if you're going to school, I'll probably put the real, the actual pair on you. But man, do it. Do it. Do it. No harm, no foul. Yeah, you know? I mean, you gotta let your kids fucking explore and be a little weird. Mm-hmm. I want my kid to be weird, man. I would love. I mean, I already know Veda's gonna be fucking weird as hell. I love it. She's already weird, dude, <laughs> and I love it because I, you know. I don't know if you know this, man, but I'm pretty weird. Oh, yeah. No shit, huh? <laughs> You're fucking odd as hell, dude. <laughs> I know you guys watch the videos and, yeah, I'm so cool, right? Cool exterior. This guy raps, talks about how to get girls and have some cool little outfits. But once you start peeling those layers back, man, it's pretty strange. <laughs> you don't have to peel any layers. It, it's strange. It's really, really strange. I say one of the things that you're really good at that I've noticed from you, like it's stuff that I have to mentally prepare myself and then warm up to. Mm. You're very good at just entering any type of social interaction at any given time. It doesn't fucking matter. Okay. So I don't, I always observe you and I'm like, how do you just turn it on like that? Mm. I have to like step away and be like, okay, it's time to put on the, uh, the entertainer hat on. Mm. I feel like you're always ready to go at, mm. at any given fucking time. You could talk to a, that doorknob, you could talk to that doorknob for six hours if you wanted to, if, if I, you had to. If I needed to. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the difference. It's uh, I, uh, you know, when I'm into forced interaction, I look at it like I look at I'm going to work. You know what I'm saying? Even when I'm out and about, like I look at this like this is a part of my job now, you know? Here's a good question. And this is like something that you could probably answer really well. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of kids are wondering this shit. But like, wait, well, real quick before you ask me that. Yeah. You know, when I had to stop talking to that doorknob because the conversation really took a turn. I told you there's no layers you have to peel. <laughs> it's just there. You're a stinky onion. <laughs> Okay, what were you going to say? <laughs> so, I feel like a lot of kids would probably ask you this, right? Because I know that in, in nowadays, social interaction is very hard for the youth because mm. they don't have to. They could pretend to be somebody else online and, and any <clears throat> given day. Right. That's why every time they meet somebody or they meet us in person or just anybody in general, they don't know how to talk. <laughs> yeah. So, for somebody who is a non-social person, what are some things that they can do to learn how to be social? Hmm... Let's see. I mean, here's the thing, right? Um, like, I've always been a pretty social person, even though I don't necessarily 
look for it. You feel me? Mm-mm-mm. Um, like I've always liked being around people. When I was younger, I was I was way more likely to go up to and talk to strangers or like you know I was always the class clown and shit like that. Um, I think you know tips for somebody who wants to be social that aren't social. Um, I think you know it's just it's it's the most difficult part is actually going outside of your comfort zone, and I think. One thing I learned from a fitness DVD is that okay. if, if you want, I'm done with this if conversation. You want, <laughs> if you want new results, you have to do something different. And if you're sick of not having friends because you're afraid to talk to people, then you should try talking to people. I hate that you got that from a Billy Blanks typo. <laughs> fucking. I mean, look, it was Autumn from 21 Day Fix, and every day, every day when I watched that fucking DVD, I was like, you're right. That's what I'm talking about. This whole stupid positivity is so annoying, dude. How the fuck did he learn a life lesson from somebody named Autumn from an ab workout? There are life, there are lessons to be learned everywhere, Shut David. So there, there's beauty and knowledge in everything, David. So, so I was watching the Sunkiss commercial. <laughs> And they said that citrus is a burst of life. <laughs> Look, double your pleasure, double, double your, your fun. fun. There you go. And that's what I had my first threesome. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I mean it's a it's a true thing. You you really have to, um, you know, for for that type of shit, social interaction it can be difficult if if you're someone with like crippling anxiety. You know what I'm saying? But it really is like if you. If you want to build new relationships, you just kind of have to take a deep breath and be like, I'm going to put myself out there, you know? Um, and and I've been there, you know, as, as social as a person as I am, I also still like hate when it's the first day of class and they're like, introduce yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I still like, am like, oh, when they say I'm like, fuck, you know? But um, you do it, you put yourself out there, you see what happens. Um, and 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 I think what helps me always is like, if you put yourself out there, you always kind of have to have to imagine like what's the worst that could happen. You know what I'm saying? You 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 like the same when I would approach girls, right? Like if a girl rejects me, then yeah, I might feel stupid for a couple minutes, but then after that, like I'm over it, and I move on. And then, but if a girl doesn't reject me, oh man, I've I've just got the number and potential fellatio from a very attractive woman. You know what I'm saying? Are there things that they can do? Like for <clears throat> example, like let's say um, <clears throat> they're like, oh, I, w- I went to a party. And I always feel super awkward, mm-hmm. right? What What is something that I should do to not feel awkward? Oh, man. Because the party part, I understand, is a very difficult thing. Because even now, that's like a part where I have to mentally prepare myself, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. And I think like the the, the hack that we had was humor. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we're goofy guys. Mm-hmm. We can get we can get away with a lot of shit just because we're funny, right? Yeah. Um, I mean... A hack for like, for parties and social interaction. I mean, shit. I look. I was like going with a buddy. That's a hack right there. Me and Rick. We know that if we end up in a social environment and we're together, and people hear us bouncing off of each other, or they hear the jokes that we're making to each other, they're like, "Oh, these guys are funny." They come through. They automatically want to just be part of our conversation, right? Uh, but I mean, it's it's difficult to give jokes to people that's like and give tips to people and be like, hey, be funny. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like the funny people aren't really. We don't really have problems necessarily finding a way to to talk to people, right? Um, man, what I mean, what what are because it's see that's what I'm saying. Like I I don't know the actual steps because. The, the humor part has always been my savior, Yeah. right? So if I found one person, I could talk to them, I could make them laugh. Mm-hmm. Something happens where people just tend to gravitate towards that humor because we're having a good time. They want to be a part of that good time. Mm-hmm. And it's always difficult. But it's true, though. It's like I would have me and my buddy Gabo. Mm-hmm. And so when we're together, we're the ultimate duo. And so we would be able to, and he's even better than I am. He, the, I call him the mayor because wherever he goes, no matter what city he moves to, everybody knows him by his first and last name mm-hmm. because he's the mayor. They go, what's up, Gobble? What's up? I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. Like, who are, you're like Norm from Cheers. <laughs> like everywhere he fucking goes, he has a crowd around him, right? Yeah. And then when us together, it's even more magnified. Mm-hmm. So I guess having that good wingman probably helps him out. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's for sure has always helped me out. Um, and I'm trying to think now, like, what's a tip for somebody who just wants to go to a party and, and actually talk to people and not be awkward? That's tough, bro. Like, 
Well, here, here's what I would say, right? Like, people in college, I always tell them, one of the beautiful things about college is that there's so many different clubs and shit you can join where you can link up with like-minded people, people like the same shit as you. So you're automatically gonna just find friends based off of like just common shit you like, right? I feel like if you're going to a party, man, maybe like wear some fucking t-shirt of some random shit you like. Like let's say you went to a random party but you wore your like one of your anime shirts. Mm. That's automatically gonna get the attention of people that fuck with anime. Mm. They're gonna see you and be like, hey, I love that show. Or what other animes would you recommend? You or know? give me your lunch money. Yeah. <laughs> or, um, ooh, you like hentai? <laughs> <laughs> well, you like tentacles? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I feel like that's a tip, right? Wear your fucking loves um, on, in a way that people- Oh, carv- conversation starters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's very, very good. You know what I'm saying? Or like, if you want to start dating Asian guys, wear a t-shirt that says, I love Asian dick. Perfect. And I guarantee you, Asian guys will come up to you. (laughs) (laughs) And if it doesn't work, you're pretty ugly. Then something is really wrong. (laughs) Because the question that I always get asked is, you know, how do I confront people about stuff that I I just, people I dislike? Mm. And like for me, I think the biggest confusion that people have is that when I tell these stories, and you know, other people are on the pie, and they've seen this like live in person, Mm. it's, it's not that I do it because I'm an asshole. It's I and it's easy for me. It's not. It's it's actually very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's fucking uncomfortable when I have to be like, hey, cut that shit out, mm-hmm. right? But usually, once again, I and I thought about it too the other day, is that it's never just what the fuck are you doing? I'm always funny, mm-hmm. and I'm able to do it in a funny, weird way where it's very firm, but it still makes everybody laugh. Mm-hmm. So that person doesn't feel too outed out, but they'll cut that shit out. You know what I mean? So there's like a way around it. Also, too, like for me, when it comes to confrontation, this is what I don't like. I hate it when I've and I've done this when I was younger, where I wouldn't say some shit that somebody did that was super disrespectful towards me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't address it in the front. And then they did it multiple times. And then I said something and they had the opportunity to say to me, well, why didn't you say it the first time? Mm. Because now I look stupid. Okay, It's like because. That not because now they have the opportunity to say to me, well, because you didn't address it, I thought it was okay, so that's actually your fault. Mm. So I don't allow that to happen. So when somebody does something, and I'm not talking about small things, like somebody says something weird or whatever. I'm talking about like, I don't know. Let's say they, I, I was, I just met this person, and then the person like says some shit about my parents, mm-hmm. right? Because they thought <laughs> it was a funny joke or something. I mean, mm-hmm. no, that's never happened. Right, right, right. And I just let it slide. I wouldn't let that slide. I'd be mm-hmm. like, hey, bro, I don't fucking know you. So watch your fucking mouth mm-hmm. and let's just keep it cordial, you fucking weirdo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then people will laugh, move on, he'll stop. So those moments are very, very uncomfortable. Yeah, like, I, you know what? For me, I feel like, and this might be just the only child in me, but I would like, never confront people about that type of shit unless there's someone that's really close to me, all right? Mm-hmm. So outside of my small circle of homies and Chia, right, or like a girl that I might be dating, if someone does something that bothers me, um, I'm just going to be like, fuck, man, I hate this dude, and then just <laughs> and internalize that and move on, you know, because I feel like uh, it's for me, I don't feel like it's way worth my time to confront them or talk to them because I'm like, it's not even like I hang out with this person. Right. Unless it was a situation where I'm around this person all the time. Like, I don't know, maybe a coworker. No, I feel like even then I'm just quietly talking shit about the coworker. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I, the, when I think now on the past of only times I've ever had to confront someone about something that they were doing that like bothered me and I felt like yo we need to talk about this it was either my parents one of my three good homies or the woman I'm dating you know what I'm saying mm. everyone else I'm like you annoy me I'm I'm over whatever it is but like it's I, like picking and choosing your battles yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I definitely do feel like <laughs> with friends it's easier because mm-hmm. you know you have to be around this motherfucker mm-hmm. like the last podcast I just put up on Genius Man I talked about this time where that happened recently where I hung out with somebody who, um, you know, they're doing well now, right? But they uh, they pulled this line on me that I fucking hate. And this is a person that we've we've kicked it quite a few times. Mm. And then, you know, they're doing well, like in entertainment and stuff. And they're like, oh, I haven't seen you in a long time. Let's do lunch. And I looked at him. I was like, <laughs> let's do lunch. I was like, what do you mean, let's do lunch? He was like, he's like, we should do lunch. Let's do lunch. Let's do brunch sometime. I'm like, bitch, you have my fucking number. If you want to <laughs> kick it with me, just like you used to say, are you hungry? It's like, yeah, I'm down. Let's go eat. 
you know? Yeah. And I'm like, you're doing this Hollywood shit to me. Don't do that shit to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're like, well, what do you mean, blah, blah? I was like, don't do the Hollywood shit. <laughs> Some people say, let's do lunch, David. No, 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 not this person. <laughs> All right? This person I've known for years, like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? So it's weird. It's like when a homie does that shit, it's like, like they talk mm. to you like you're a stranger. Oh, uh, I see, I you see, You know I what see. I'm saying? Well, okay, it'd be, it'd be weird if, if, Eric was like, hey, man, let's let's do lunch. Exactly. It's, okay. like, it's one of those I, I things. I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get it. If it's a casual person, whatever, but it's like you know this person. So, you know, when we had lunch, I was like, what you doing? Like, why are you doing that shit? <laughs> you know? And they're like, what? I don't get it. I'm like, you know what the fuck you're doing. I was like, you're getting caught up in your little circle bullshit. <laughs> like, don't talk to them like that. Don't talk to me like that. Are you sure this isn't just a semantics issue, David? So It is not a semantics issue. <laughs> all right? If we've known each other for fucking 10 years, and all of a sudden it's like, sweetie. Like, like, <laughs> I hate sweetie. Yeah. God. Babe, sweetie, let's do lunch. It's like, ba- I, I'm babe sweetie? <laughs> no, we're not that person. Right. And then, you know, they apologize. Like, yeah, like, my bad. Like, I'm just fucking schmoozing with these people. Right, I'm getting right. caught up in my bullshit. I'm like, yeah, you can do that. Just yeah. don't do that with me. Do that with them. Right, right, like, right. fucking cut that shit out. And, like, those are the people that I will confront because these are people that I have to see. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes you know? sense. You know what me and my, my crew of homies used to always do? Um... Because, you know, when we were, like, early 20s, we used to go to a club kind of frequently. And um, we would do these club nights. You know, we were all single. We'd go to the club. And it was a club in Hollywood called Club Bang. And it was perfect for us because there was I mean, it was mainly a, like a rock alternative room and house. And then on the side, there was a hip-hop room. So me, PD Flo, Rick, and Eric, we'd all go. Me, Rick, and Eric would go to the hip hop room, and then PD Flo could go bounce around in the white people room. Okay, and it, but it was a perfect night for us, right? Uh-huh. We could go get food, go to the club. We would enjoy our separate music. Hip hop room would close off about an hour before the before the main room. So after the hip hop room closed off, we would all go join Peter and bounce around with him to the white music. Right? It's great, great time. So we would always be in the car together. And one thing we all used to do to resolve any issues we would have is like here, here's how here's how like the the chain of events that would happen, right? It was always like one guy in the group would be doing something really annoying that we've all kind of noticed, and the three of us would slowly kind of joke about it, talk about it behind his back, and then one day we'd all be in the car, and then someone would like make like a really passive aggressive joke, and then we all laugh, and then we all kind of starts like we would roast each other, like make fun of each other until someone's like. Wait, y'all really feel that way? <laughs> like, wait, where's this joke coming from? And then we'd all be like, well, here's the thing, man. Like, remember that one time that we'd all talk about it? And we'd be like, and then it would, by the end of the car, it'd be like, oh, okay. And then that's how we resolved our shit, you know? That's hella funny, dude. <laughs> all laughing. <laughs> hey, but for real, though, what, yeah. what's, what's going on, man? You would always, like, hear someone make some joke that everyone else would erupt with <laughs> laughter. Like, the car would erupt, and you'd be like... Y'all talked about this before. (laughs) It's like, okay, what is this? You know? (sighs) And we'll be right back. That's so fucking true, though. That shit happens with friends, too. Like, that, that that one little joke that everybody knows about that person, and it's like, okay, this is some real shit. Yeah. You know, it's like my buddy Ant and his stupid, ugly suits. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I let this fold, though. Every time about his goddamn suits. <laughs> you stupid idiot. How many fucking times did I tell you to get your shit tailored? You are not six feet tall. <laughs> this fool's back pants are dragging on the floor and he's selling homes to people looking like a public defender. I love that that's a thing because I didn't know that was a thing. And then one day I saw Ant post that he had sold a house and I was like, I got to send this to David. <laughs> I'm like, Look at your boy. <laughs> I tried saving him so many times. This fool once told me, he goes, I was like, bro, just, just you know, it looks like you stole your dad's suit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're the public defender that always loses. <laughs> NBA 2000 draft. Like, I, I, um, it was, I was on JK News recently, right? And um, we we're talking about how Bart always tries to get people to move to Vegas. Yeah. And I was like, I ended it and I was like, Dude, I don't want to buy a house from Ant. God. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was like, he, uh, he commented on my, because uh, I, I recently dropped um, a collab piece with mm. the Secret Society, mm. and he goes, I got to get one of these shirts. And I was like, you got to get a new soap first. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys can, just help him. I just I just want him to be successful. I want him to do well, and he is. But God damn, man, I'm telling you. Just fix the suit. And he was like, I get, I'm too busy. To I was like, no, no, no. It's not because you're too busy. It's because you actually think that looks good. And it upsets me. Well, you know, some people kind of get stuck and happy in their ways, right? I And we, I've mentioned this on the podcast before where since we are so in tune because we have to be with trends and entertainment, we are aware of what's fashionable for the most part and what's not, right? So, you know, we, are, we stopped wearing uh, baggy jeans a long time ago. We both have very fitting dress clothes, right? We both wear shorts that go above the knee. Okay? Hoochie daddy, Hoochie daddy shorts. shorts. So it's been a while, and I'll tell you this, dog. You know, and I, I've been above the knee shorts for a while. Um, they've been getting daddy hoochie daddier over the past couple months because it's such a like a just a trend now everyone's wearing like it's also all... they're just way more comfortable <laughs> yeah but the other day dog i left the house with some shorts on that were like right at my knees and i i hated it because for one i've been becoming very comfortable with the shorter shorts and for two in my head i was like some kids are gonna see me on the street and think i have old man shorts on <laughs> They're going to make fun of me for having old man shorts on. <laughs> Dude. So, hey, this is a very interesting thing. So mm. uh, I started posting up some of these like boxing stuff. Um, a lot of these kids want to get into boxing. They want to work out or whatever, whatnot. Right. Mm -hmm. And so one of these videos, for some reason, I forgot that I was with my boxers. Yeah. And then I posted it. And then afterwards, I was like, OK, it's already up. Yeah. So I'm like, I have to address it. I was like, OK, I, I, I'm in my, my bad. Yeah. Turns out, did you know, girls really like nice legs and guys. They do. I didn't know that was a thing. That's why it's the whole don't skip leg day thing. Girls like legs, bro. I didn't know that. I thought it was always about the biceps. Girls like legs and butts. I, <laughs> my mind is blown right now. So, like, here's the thing. I... Look, usually when I post like boxing stuff is, is is to show people like, okay, this is where I started. This is where I am now. Mm -hmm. It just takes time and you just got to work on yourself and don't worry about everybody else. Just have fun and enjoy what you're doing and you'll eventually get better. Mm -hmm. But when I posted that video and I don't show off skin or nothing normally, right? Unless yeah. I'm making a joke about me being fat or whatever. Mm -hmm. Literally, I shit you not, probably over 60 DMs about you have nice legs. We got some nice. thirst comments. I was, like, I was like, is this a joke? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, what the fuck is it? What are you talking about? So I asked Mariel. I was like, she goes, you have really, really nice legs. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, <laughs> I thought it was biceps and abs. She goes, no, guy, like women like nice legs on guys. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was a thing. I'll tell you what else. And my legs are only nice because he has to carry 400 pounds. <laughs> Rick sent me that post of you and your boxers for a different reason. <laughs> Because on a previous episode of the No Chaser podcast, we talked about, and Rick had this whole theory <laughs> about how dudes that wear flannel boxers have the stinky asses. <laughs> hey, so check this out. <laughs> Let me explain myself. All right. So I have two boxers. Yeah. I have my uh, boxer briefs that I wear normally. Mm -hmm. At nighttime, I wear my fat guy boxers. Yes. So those are the boxers that don't fit me anymore. But I wouldn't sleep. You wouldn't like shorts. Yeah. So yeah. those are the boxers that when I was uh, like a 40 waist, mm. those are those boxers. Because they're comfy. Yeah. And then yeah. during the daytime when I walk around, it's always boxer briefs because I needed to hold my nuts in. Yes. So those are my sleepy time boxers. <laughs> Mariel always knows this. Okay. Well, as long as you don't wear them throughout the day, because we had this whole theory about like, why is it that dudes with flannel boxers always seem to have the stinkier asses, right? And let me tell you something. <laughs> Because I was so fat my whole life, I was very, very aware of stinky swamp ass. So I always made sure I was clean as fuck. Rick as well. Yeah, because yeah. I just don't ever want to be stinky fat guy. Yeah. I was already fat guy. Yeah. You know, and back in the day before body positivity, it was rough being a fat person. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, dude. Every time, every time you would just fucking do anything, like this motherfucker killing that soda can. <laughs> like, like I couldn't do shit. That boy is thirsty. <laughs> exactly. It would be anything. Oh, look, David holding the phone up like he's a sandwich. Like, <laughs> Like, bro, I, I can't do shit. So that's why if you guys see me ever in those uh, boxers, it's always late at night. And if you see me boxers in the daytime, it's always the boxer briefs. I'm also a boxer brief. Boy, when did you make that transition? Uh, it was actually, so it went from tidy whities that mm -hmm. my parents had me. Of course. 
had, had given me. And then it went from the flannel boxers. Mm-hmm. And then when I started playing, when I got really fat, my, my uh, thighs started chafing. Mm, so yum. I made the switch over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you say, <well. laughs> Yum. <laughs> that that was a instinctive reaction just because um I like when I see girls thighs rub together. I like when girls when girls thighs rub. So when I when I, when you said your thighs shape, I was like, yum. <laughs> Gross. <dude. laughs> hey, pause. <laughs> but then I went into the boxer briefs because when you're running, you're playing sports, all that shit, you need no no fabric to move there. Mm-hmm. So it was for a fact. Yeah, I think reason. around a junior high. Maybe high school, like someone put me on to boxer briefs. I think I just heard some girls talking about how they just thought those were more attractive. And I was like, let me try these on. I was like, oh, I see. Yes, I do look amazing in these. Have I ever told you? Lucky brand boxer briefs, dog. Those are the fucking ones, dog. Why? They just make your bulge and butt look look really good. <laughs> like, the I don't know why I bought some. More lo- than our Manscaped boxers? I mean, don't tell Manscaped I said this, but Lucky brand boxer briefs, the first time I bought a pair, I put them on. And I was like, wow, my junk looks great and my butt looks great. And then I was trying to tell my homegirl one time and um, like this was uh, I think we were all on tour um, and we we're traveling somewhere and I had to change and um, and I had some boxers on. And we're all chilling in a room. It was like me, uh, Michelle Martinez, probably a couple of the rapper homies. And I was like, I was like, Mish, check out these boxer briefs right here. Watch the difference between how how good I look in these versus these fucking boxers, right? So I took the boxers off. I went into the bathroom. I came back. The boxer briefs on. She was like, Oh. Wow, I was like, I'm telling you, bro. I've been preaching the good word of Lucky Boxer Brand brief, briefs for so boxer briefs for so long, and now like somebody will, I get random like DMs sometimes. People will be like, "Dude, you are so right." Yes. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I got to get rid of my stinky butt fucking <laughs> flannel boxers. I can't get rid of those, dude. Like when I sleep, I don't like boxer briefs. It's, it's too much fabric touching my skin. Oh, I sleep in boxers as well. You have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You absolutely have to. It's just so freeing. But during the daytime, it's not very great. My favorite, okay, I sleep in these me undies and um, boxers, and I buy them even like a, sar- a size larger just so they can be extra flowy and loose because it's just more comfortable. Oh, 100%. They just also make the legs. See, I didn't know, realize how vain women were, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was a guy thing, but they have very specific preferences about the booty and the legs, huh? They love it. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, guess what? This is gonna match soon. <laughs> if you're listening, make sure you tune in because I'm flexing my great legs right now. Look at that! Look at those calves, dude. Thank you. I heard that's a genetic thing too. Um, my mother and my father have the most amazing calves, <laughs> and they don't do shit. <laughs> like I don't know what. We all oh, got calves, hello, va va voom. <laughs> no, that's losing the boner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, guys, thank you for watching another episode of Dudes Behind the Foods. We hope you enjoyed our, uh, I don't even know what the fuck we talked about, but hey, we hope you enjoyed that. Uh, make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, rate it five stars wherever you listen to your podcast, and um, see you next time. I'm Tim Chantharoxy. And I'm David So. Bye. Yo, it's the dudes behind the food.